Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, a platform that is dedicated dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world because you're bold, you're brave, you dare greatly, you collaborate, you solve problems, you make the world a better place. That's why we celebrate you on the number one industrial-related podcast in the universe, and it's backed up by data, so don't even begin to debate it. And we are broadcasting here, Accruent Insights. It's a user community conference that is dedicated to Identifying challenges and solving those challenges in a collaborative way. I'm trying to find more ways of being able to say what goes on out there because it's a it's a buzzy buzzy out there. <laughs> we have two gents, Israel and Austin. They are with the crew. We're going to be talking about asset performance management. Let's get a cracker. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Doing yeah. fantastic. It's always good. You having a good conference? Yeah, so far so good. It's first time in four years. Yeah, and of course, Israel. You've been you've been with them for ten years, <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, no, that's I, I've just I've really enjoyed. It's got to be good for you guys. Oh yeah, I mean, people are so happy to be back. I think <laughs> touching. Hey, look at that! You're you're different in person. Yeah. You're taller. You're shorter. Yeah. <laughs> I, went, I went for the positive. <laughs> well done. But it's true. Uh, when I when we started coming back, it, it was always funny because I, hey, I only know the from a postage stamp right. on a Zoom thing. You know? Yeah. Like, wow, look at you. you yeah, yeah. And then we're people, so we like talking to you face to face. That's a lot better than, than even the screen. So especially when it's technology. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. I find that it's, it's it still has its applications, but but meeting in person, really debating and talking about challenges and 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 solving them in a sort of a real time way, mm-hmm. has an incredible value, most definitely. Yeah. All right, before we get into the conversation, Israel. Give us a little background on who you are. Okay, so uh, I'm a senior director of product strategy and innovation here at Accruent. Uh, but I've been, like you said, with Accruent uh, way too long, part of the furniture maybe. Uh, <laughs> and so always been in products. I have uh, moved from one product to another, but for the last couple of years, I've been dedicating myself to the uh, manufacturing product line that we have in maintenance connection. I like it. Austin, you're next. All right, well, I'm, I've been with the product for about... 15 years, at least our CMMS, one of our CMMS offerings called Maintenance Connection. And um, my background is actually a little bit mixed in terms of, I've been in, in like the uh, technical side of things, dealing with cloud operations, uh, and also the development of the product. So I'm a product manager, so I work both with the customers as well as our engineers who are just building the products from the ground up. All right, let's talk. What are we, What? what what are you seeing here at this particular event? What are what are you guys talking about? What what is that that uh, nugget of value that you can bring to the listeners right now? Yeah, Austin, I think you had a good presentation on. Uh, are you listening to your assets? So, what was that about? Yeah, so I did a presentation on. Are you listening to what your assets are telling you? What? What? <laughs> and and it was all about this concept of you know climbing the pyramid. I showed a pyramid of. Um, of asset management, you know, or you can say asset performance management, 
all of these techniques and, and um, like methodologies for doing maintenance, all the way from the very base, which is reactive, um, going into more advanced and proactive uh, things, like, of course, things we know of, PMs and things like that. But then escalating up the tree to predictive, condition-based, repair-centered maintenance, and how do people implement that inside of their organizations in a way that makes sense, right? And the, the, the takeaway from it is we don't throw technology at things just for the sake of it. Let's put together a strategy, identify the problem, with your like, figure out your, what your assets are, let's talk about how critical they are, right? And the example I like to give in that scenario is like, what's more important, your little compressor or the president's air conditioner in his office, right? So as a company, how do you prioritize that? Because one's an air conditioner and has no no real bearing on, you know, sure, he can still operate. The performance of the asset uh, yeah. by any means. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, yep. But still, like they can have impacts on your organization differently. So, <clears throat> how do you measure that as an organization, and then apply technology to that in a way that makes sense, so that you're having reliability, you know, and, and all the things that you want from your assets: availability, reliability, productivity, etc. So, for the listeners out there, you know, we we talk about asset management, we talk about maintenance, we talk about all of these these very important words. Give us a sort of this is to you, Israel. Give us a little sort of definition of asset performance management, APM. Yeah, it's just uh, um, the way you oversee the whole health of, of, of your asset, right? So it's more than just, uh, am I doing the maintenance work and the preventive maintenance work? Is it, is it do I understand um, how much, what the longevity is that I can take my, that asset and the length of that asset for? Uh, and I'm, am I making the right decisions? Am I listening to it? I was going to play off of something that Austin said. We were at this conference, uh, I think it was Modex, or um, I think that was the one. And someone said to me, you know, our assets have always been talking to us. Uh, we've always been, you know, going out there. Reliability teams can go out there and, and do measurements, look at vibra uh, vibration or heat sensors. Um, but we, we haven't been listening very well. And now... Uh, the technology is there so that we can finally understand what they're saying, what the assets are telling us. And so I think my, the extension is going from just managing your asset, you know, and then trying to extend it through, to, through scheduling or through work order management. It is now saying, okay, let's be smarter and more thoughtful about the way we approach our assets. And I think it's going to really help the reliability engineers out there as they come up with their plans uh, to see how we can get uh, and ensure that that performance is the, is the max that we want it to be. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that it starts. It also changes where we start. So, you know, historically, and and you know, for some people, they inherit equipment, or um, you know, they're just given a series of assets. But also, I, I think looking forward, we can start thinking about okay, well, how do we when we're putting new equipment in, or like thinking about the life cycle of assets, where we say, okay, we're building a new building, we're putting in new equipment. Let's really understand those before we put them in um, and put together really good strategies to extend the life of them, like however long they may be, may be around, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of the full cycle from procurement all the way to, you know, engineering design to um, the maintenance and then, you know, condition-based monitoring or predictive to pro pro prolong their life, et cetera. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 properly align that motor would probably help with the the, right. the uh, getting it off to a good start, right? 
Because a lot of people don't do that sometimes, yeah. which is not good, yeah. and they're wondering why it fails. So let's talk a little bit about the healthcare industry. Israel, you were, you're, you've been focused in on that, and, and honestly, I, I get the I get the industrial side. I get it. It's it's got whirly gigs and things spinning and everything, but but from a from the the healthcare side, it's yep. a little little different, isn't it? Oh, it's very different. Um, so you know. When we started looking into this, our customers started taking us there, right? So we really want to understand wh where their journey is. And so um, we started asking, what is it that you, like Austin was saying, value the most? And so when we talk about healthcare, we looked at two different ways. There's hospitals, of course, and they have uh, the need for air conditioning. That needs to stay a, a, at a very good temperature. And all those things, um, all that, uh, you know, the HVAC units need to be healthy. And so that is the area and the space that we're considering for, for hospitals because we have a lot of that data. We have a product line called VX Observe and that taps into the BMS uh, pipeline. Uh, and so from that, we can do uh, the predictive play there. Yeah, I, I, I just want to make, you said BMS? Oh, building management system. Good, yeah. that's mm -hmm. right. I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't want the listener to... No. Oh, no, totally. Thank you for what reminding me. What the heck is that? No, it's, it's, again, all the data has been there. Uh, the building management systems capture all the right data. Now we can do something with it and say that that HVAC unit is going to go down. You better do something about it. And that's why hospitals care for us. And then when we looked at uh, the other side of, of healthcare, we actually were talking about, I, was, I meant uh, the pharmaceutical industry. And they have a very interesting problem. Um, they produce in batches. And if their HVAC systems goes down, and Austin can get into it more because we were both involved in the same project, they have what is called the going down hard problem. They have 30 minutes to get that line back and running and ensure that their batches were not infected. And if in 30 minutes they can't solve that problem, um, then they have to throw away that whole batch, which could be literally a million dollars for them. Um, and so they really care to ensure oh. that that prediction is there for them. Because, of course, they try to solve it through redundancies. They have multiple equipments. But they even, they're willing and willing to solve that problem with us so that we can make sure their HVAC units don't go down. So it serves multiple industries, this predictive Oh, can you add to that there, Austin? Yeah, sure. So um, you mentioned temperature. Mm -hmm. And as we've talked to people, we've learned, like, it's not only temperature. We're dealing with, we're, you know, there's a a special segment of industries that really utilize like clean environments and the number one asset in clean environments is of course the HVAC system yeah. right and so yeah. mm -hmm. um, temperature is of course important um, but what is more important to them is actually the cleanliness yes. of the air and so they actually have you know sensors that measure particulates in the air and um, they have to keep logs of those particulates and throughout the process like let's take um, like pharmaceutical like uh, vaccine bottling uh, or you know packaging right so early in the process it starts out as a big batch right and of course if you know that has to be clean and there's standards for these is like I it's like ISO five six seven eight whatever there's standards out there that you can go look up um, but they, it starts out like okay it has to be clean and, and what that means is a building inside of a building right they call them clean rooms and so you have a building inside of a building that has highly filtered air um, and um, they're measuring the particulates constantly and they have to keep record of that. And if at any point it goes above that, like Israel mentioned, they have to quickly be able to get that back online and get that particulates down. Otherwise, they have to throw out all the, the material that was in process right. at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it's all great, and I hear what you're saying. It still requires some sort of a an, an algorithm. I'm pulling data. It's all data. Yeah, it's sure. all I'm, I'm looking at data, sure. or something's looking at data, or I've created an algorithm that you know data falls into this area. But but there's more to that data. Is there? How 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 is your solution mm-hmm. dealing with that? Yeah, it's a good um, good question because. This is we see this again as an extension of what we can offer, but also um, we have uh, the reason, the, the right to kind of enter into this space, in our opinion. And the reason we have that is because um, we, throughout the years, customers have been putting a lot of good data in us as far as what was the reason that failed and, and what did you do to remedy it. So failure cause remedy uh, is within our system, right? And so I think our CPTO mentioned this morning that we're going to do a lot uh, to clean that data within our system. And once we clean that data, we can then go and work with our data scientists. And our data scientists can kind of start seeing what those patterns are. And so every time something failed, uh, this is what's the remedy. Okay, now we're going to partner that with, there's a lot of good solutions out there that they build a lot out of sensors. And so a lot of what Austin and I and a couple of others have been doing is we've been reaching out to that network. And we understand that they have been providing some good predictive analysis, but what they're missing is that failure cause remedy data that is needed to enrich the model. Um, oh, and they're right, missing right, right, the right. connection into creating a work order so that the teams can go out there. So I think that is a win-win for everybody, uh, especially for the manufacturers out there, for us to come together that way. See, I, I, I find that um, your organization, Accruent, mm-hmm is in a very unique position because you do cross a lot of industries. Yes. But then you you also have that global foot, uh, footprint mm-hmm. and they're able to sort of come up with draw s- solutions from other areas and bring it all together oh, sure. and be sure. able to, to do that effectively. But that requires a lot of challenge on, on your end. I mean, that's, come on. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of work. But you got to do it. Yeah. Yes. So do you have... I mean, yeah, I mean, the foundation of what Israel's talking about and is also like something that we call um, like a failure mode library. Ah, where, see, that's cool. Yeah, so the, kind of the foundation of, of um, maintenance, kind of like what I talked about, is getting to a point where we can um, design defects out of our processes. And so these failure mode libraries help with the predictive aspect for equipment that we already have in play. And I'll, I'll talk about what it is in a little bit. But also, um, uh, so des- but also to design out, uh, you know, design out defects. So an example is, um, okay, I've got a pump, or you know, maybe in a healthcare space, I've got a um, air conditioning system that performs filtration for our surgical center, right, and to keep the particulates low in our surgical center. Um, okay, well. How, what are all the components of that air conditioner, right? You've got air handler units, you've got um, compressors for the coolant, you've got the filters themselves. And we have to break it down to those that component level and say, well, how do those fail? Um, and so these libraries, the like stuff that we're thinking through and building, are the building blocks for us to be able to say, hey, uh, filtration system, this is how we know how much remaining life is left in your filters, right? Or, hey, compressors, this is the data that shows when something's about to failure and to, to fail. And because we have the data from all of the failures, we can kind of go back and reconstruct mm-hmm. that from, okay, the past failures, but now how do we 
build that in a way that we can look forward and identify them in the future. But you, you brought up a good point about you're trying to remove these failures, right? Right. From that, just to be able to just minimize your, to a certain extent, the library, right? Yes. But that takes a lot of, I mean, but that, but you have a user community that you work oh, closely with, and yeah. they, they, they probably say, hey, here it is, and but that's important. And everything's like the whole point of that is to understand how do we prioritize, right? Because yes, yes, so everything can fail in in a hundred different ways, right? But what are the five most common, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And if you can tackle the five most, pro like it's yeah. the eighty twenty rule, right? So <laughs> if you know what the what the most common things are that that represent that eighty percent of failures, well, we can actively create programs that fight against that. Yeah. I gotta tell you, man, it's it's what what to you? What gets you excited? I mean, it's, it's all of this stuff that's happening, and, and it's it, it's it. To me, it's it's not overwhelming. It's for me, I just get excited over the those shiny things going on out there. What what gets you excited there, Israel? I, I think uh, what, what's getting me excited, especially in this conference, is is seeing this opportunity of um, just being at the right place for the, for a lot of these things to happen. The yeah. technology is starting to get there. Uh, we're starting to mature enough to be able to leverage that, and then the synergy of that possibility is is what today has me a little bit excited. Yeah, to be able to be able to do this, that what we've just been describing, and knowing that that it's coming, it's, it's doable. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree with that? Oh awesome. yeah, hundred percent. And just yeah. to, like what <clears throat> what makes me excited is hearing people we've talked to for you know several years now coming to a point where they're like, oh yeah, we're running this IoT pilot or whatever. And it's yeah. like that's fantastic. Let's yeah. let's integrate that let's and talking. let's yeah, you're start running that process. This pilot. Oh my gosh! Don't go into pilot purgatory. The PP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on now. Make sure it gets into production. Yeah. No, but that's you guys. I mean, this is an exciting time. I'm an old codger right now, but man, I wish I was younger because it is <laughs> exciting. Yeah. All right. It's very exciting. Austin, how did they get a hold of you? Well, you can email me at. Uh, I have the I have the non-standard uh, email address at Accurrent, so I'm a Hermley. A H E R M L E at occurrent.com, where you can find me on LinkedIn, or I think that's the most of the ways. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And you? I Ortiz at occurrent.com, uh, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Please reach out. There you have it, man. Thank you guys. You guys were Thank both you, just absolutely spectacular. All right, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. We're going to have all the contact information for these two gents out on Industrial Talk, so stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. How about that? Another absolutely wonderful conversation by two gents, Austin and Israel. Accruent is a company. We were on site, Accruent Insights. So for 2024, you need to put that on your calendar. You get great conversations. You get to meet up with great professionals like those two gents and have real conversations around asset management, talking about what you need to do, how to prioritize it. Excellent conversation. All right, we're building a platform. As you know, you need to tell your story better. Industrial Talk is here for you because your story needs to be told. You need to recognize the necessity to inspire the next generation of leaders. Right here, right now. Go out to industrialtalk.com. Say, Scott, I want to 
I want to be a part of this ever-expanding ecosystem. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned.